thanks very much for listening to this week's Techlaw 10. This is Jonathan Armstrong from Cordray here in London. With me is Eric Sinrod in California. And Eric, I just wanted to uh, start by proxy almost by sending condolences to those uh, people in your neck of the woods who've been facing some terrible trials this week and our our thoughts and prayers are uh, with you and the people of California. So I, I just wanted to start off with that. Well, that's much appreciated. Yeah, it's been tough times in California the last week. Uh, you know, we've had horrific fires in the south. We have them up here. The town of Paradise, which is a bit north of Sacramento, is essentially gone. Uh, I've been to Paradise. I was there on depositions there and long ago in the 1980s. The smoke is incredible here in the Bay Area. You know, we're encouraged to stay inside. When you go outside, you wear those very, um, you know, very snug sort of industrial strength masks to filter out the air. Um, so it, it's pretty intense. We, we appreciate uh, the thoughts, and hopefully things will remediate quickly. But we're now on podcast 236, and the topic I thought I would discuss, if it's okay with you, Jonathan, is the danger of manipulated videos. Are you down for that? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, here we go. So, Jonathan, technology uh, has advanced to the point that videos can be doctored in terms of words spoken or physical actions taken to the point that those videos, uh, while manipulated, can look quite authentic. So why is this problematical? Well, one can easily think of many problematical scenarios resulting from this, but I'm going to first give one extreme hypothetical example, and then I'm going to point our attention to one recent actual example. So going to the hypothetical, imagine that a doctored video goes viral that shows a major world leader announcing that he immediately intends to have his country deploy nuclear weapons to strike another country. The world leader actually did not say that, but his moving facial image was altered and words were added sounding in his voice to make the attack announcement. We're staying with the hypothetical here. Once this video goes viral, it is picked up by the leader of the country supposedly facing the imminent nuclear attack. This second world leader then actually launches his weapons in counterattack before they might be taken out by the perceived incoming nuclear weapons. So now we have an actual counterattack. Hopefully, uh, you know, in in the real world, if such a situation happened, steps would be taken to verify the authenticity of the originally threatened attack so that the crisis could be averted once it is learned that the video has been doctored and that the first world leader actually did not intend an attack. However, it is possible when time is of the essence, cooler minds might not prevail. Indeed, what if this hypothetical crisis were compounded by manipulated videos showing both of these world leaders threatening each other's countries with imminent attack, it would be even more difficult, Jonathan, to unravel the situation and try to impose calm on chaos. So that's my hypothetical extreme example, which I think brings the point home pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but now uh, the worries about Docker videos have been brought home recently uh, in the real world actual situation of the controversy regarding the possibility that uh, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders may have distributed such a manipulated video as part of the effort 
by the Trump administration to support its suspension of White House press credentials of Jim Acosta, who is a uh, CNN correspondent. Um, in yeah. fact, the White House News Photographers Association has made that exact concern known, that there was a distribution by the press secretary of a doctor video. So what, what, what is the backdrop of this? During a recent White House press conference, Acosta was asking questions that the president did not like, and the president in turn made negative comments about Acosta at the time, calling him a terrible person, a discredit to CNN, uh, comments like that. Acosta nevertheless persisted with questions, and he did not want to yield the microphone to a White House intern who was basically trying to pull the microphone away so he would stop asking questions. After that, the White House suspended Acosta's credentials on the basis that he had been physical with the intern when he was not willing to give up the microphone. And then Press Secretary Sanders uh, pretty much doubled down and sought to justify the suspension by sharing a video showing Acosta brushing his arm against the arm of the intern when not giving up the microphone. Now, frankly, while that video, even if not doctored, did not really show much physical contact, a number of journalists are crying foul, uh, claiming that the video was manipulated and should not have been distributed. They believe that Acosta did not have any physical contact at all with the intern while she was reaching for the microphone, and the video was manipulated, they say, to make it look like he sort of swatted her arm away, frankly, gently. So, um, and also, interestingly, this video that was distributed by Sanders, the journalist claimed, was first um, put out into the world by InfoWars, um, a site they note that's operated by right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. So, wrapping up before I turn it back to you, um, there are methods to detect whether videos have been doctored, and those methods, of course, should be utilized before a suspect video is further shared with the public. And hopefully those methods can be timely employed in situations like the nuclear attack hypothetical that I provided to avert a tremendous disaster. And these detections methods will have to become ever more sophisticated over time as video altering technology further develops. So this is a topic we really haven't talked about in our 235 preceding podcast. So Jonathan, Jonathan, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think it's a very interesting topic. And uh, even over here, we followed the, the Jim Acosta footage and, the, and whether it was slowed down or speeded up, et cetera. Um, as ever, we rarely talk about what we're going to talk about in advance. So you caught me on the hoof somewhat. But, of course, we've had manipulated images since the dawn of time. Hans Holbein, for example, is alleged to have manipulated portraits of some <laughs> or all of the wives of Henry VIII to get Henry <laughs> to marry them. And there were allegations afterwards that Holbein, you know, reduced the size of the nose or the size of the epiglottis or whatever that, that <laughs> might have been. So, so I guess since, well, if not the dawn of time, then at least since the 1500s, we've had similar allegations. In the UK, we have had doctored videos uh, influence elections. So in 2012, we had a video called I'm Sorry, which took the... Uh, the face of the deputy prime minister, Nick Clegg, he was the leader of the Lib Dem party. 
it took his face and some of his actual words and used um, auto-tune, the sort of the, uh, the tool of choice of American Idol singers to make their non-tuneful voice sound tuneful. Uh, uh, took that technique to make it into a video. And that, I think, accelerated those who were unhappy with uh, Nick Clegg's uh, volteface over student uh, loan fees. Incidentally, there is a something of a silver lining. Nick Clegg, as you know, has now uh, left politics and joined Facebook. I think uh, that accelerated his resignation from mainstream politics, the, the particular doctored film. But there is an upside in that um, the video eventually, the people who made the video asked for Nick Clegg's permission to release it on iTunes. And he agreed on condition that all of the money went to a children's hospital. And the film eventually reached, uh, I think, about 160 in the charts in the UK, in the singles chart, because of the number of downloads on iTunes. So sometimes there is a silver lining to these uh, doctored films. But I agree with you that this whole, um, in this whole era of fake news, it is relatively easy to make something right look wrong and something wrong look right. And even things like timestamps on films can so easily be mimicked to look different from the reality. In some respects, we, uh, you know, we rely on governments to try and stop that happening rather than uh, put them at least in the place where it is alleged that they themselves are increasing the harm rather than preventing it. But I guess we, we live in strange times. Uh, and obviously you're right that this is something that we need to be particularly aware of. There's another fake um, photograph doing the rounds at the moment in Europe, which you may have seen, where um, some people have been criticizing uh, President Trump for not appearing at mm -hmm. some of the Remembrance Day commemorations because of the rain, and right. they're playing a clip of Justin Trudeau effectively criticizing people who don't step out in the rain, saying that, uh, that in Dieppe um, uh, that people weren't afraid of the rain and, uh, and, and they had a rain of bullets. That clip, my understanding, is from, I think, 18 months ago, uh, mm. but is being painted to attack Trump and it is being presented, at least by some on social media, as a direct attack by Trudeau on Trump, whereas, again, that uh, wouldn't appear to be the case. It, it would appear to be a clip from, from some time ago, uh, which, um, whilst, it, whilst Trudeau may or may not have those sentiments that, uh, that uh, your president should have come out and, uh, and got wet, uh, at least... Trudeau's attack isn't as direct as it was uh, presented as being. So I think this is just the world we live in, isn't it? That, that we're going to have uh, doctored film. Maybe we get to a stage where we're having 
people independently certify films like we do, you know, some of the great testing houses of this world who test cars and shoes and lighting. Maybe we're going to have to go to a world where where film is independently tested as well. Do you think we'll get there? Well, I have a response to that, but first I want to say this. I never thought we'd have a podcast where we'd be discussing Hans Holbein or the word epiglottis would show up, so I want to thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So erudite, that that Professor Armstrong. Um, You know, the certification of film, um, I could see that in some context, but I, I do worry that, for example, in the, in the extreme hypothetical I gave, you know, decisions have to be made in a nanosecond. And it appears that, a world, that it appears that a world leader is basically saying, we are now launching our missiles to attack this country. You know, can you wait for a certification? I don't know how quickly that can be obtained before you need to get your own uh, missiles off the ground. So, uh, you know, food for thought here. We're probably, I'm sure we're up against our 10. Um, but I think I do want to respond to another point you made, and that is, you know, we are living in this world of um, are we now post-truth? Um, and, you know, who, you know, what is truth and are there really objective facts? And it's, it's much more difficult to discern them when you might have a government itself uh, either intentionally or unintentionally purveying what is manipulated, not actually what happened. So, you know, we need to have trust in our governments, and that's very important. So... That being said, um, thank you for the, the wishes for California. I'm hoping by the time we have this podcast, uh, hopefully next week, uh, of course we do have our Thanksgiving holiday, but maybe right before then, um, hopefully the smoke will have cleared and, and people are, are doing better out here. So this is Eric Sinrod at uh, Dwayne Morris. You can find me at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can uh, obviously uh, find us in this podcast on your social media outlets as usual. And I turn it back to Jonathan. Thanks very much, Eric. Uh, I guess one, I'm not recommending this as a solution, of course, the Hans Holbein issue was, <laughs> uh, was settled when Henry VIII started executing people who'd, be, who'd deceived him. Maybe that's an extreme penalty for people <laughs> faking videos, but maybe the lesson is that because this is penalty-free in a lot of cases, that people are going to perpetuate this uh, fake news. That's mm-hmm. probably a, 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 a deeper conversation than we have time for in our remaining minute or so. All that remains is to thank you all for listening. Of course, this is a debate that we can continue on our LinkedIn pages if you like. I'm Jonathan Armstrong, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. All that remains is to thank you all for listening. Bye now. Bye-bye. 